Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. All together now, cojones. Bye bye, Watford. Um, yeah, welcome to ABW Live. It's the last league game of the season. That's it. It's over. Pandemics 2021 or 2020, like the 1920 season, the Emery era. It's all over. Thank God. First in the box today, we had Phil Marker, then Tom Douglas, James Resnick, Sanam Garung, Jalian Salmon, Luca Kolokusic. Kolokusic, sorry, sorry, Luca, I haven't seen you for ages. Hope you're well, pal. Um, and 235-100, Thunder Road, Mike Hertz, um, John Bernstein, K-Man1867, Worldwide Gunner Elite. Um, that's a new podcast out. He says, cheer up, Troy Deeney. Um, but bum bum. Oh, it was Michael Harneman. Michael Harneman's doing that. All right, Mike. Stephen Edwards is there. Unique 79. Peter Akers is there. Loki 73. Um, Unique 79. No, no super chat. All that switched off. Stuff it. Don't worry about it. If you put questions in, John and and Josh will pick them up and put them in the in the chat in the the question box. Corners used cars is there. Hello, one and all. Let's get into it. Tonight I'm joined by the one and only, it's the human, Josh Dorr. Say hello, Josh. Hello, Josh. How are you, pal? You right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm very happy. Watford and Bournemouth have both been relegated. <laughs> because, you know, there's no crowd at the moment. So the best you can get, for, instead of getting a small child crying in the stands because their team's been relegated this is eddie howe crying instead which is the next best thing to be honest is it eddie howe crying in the snow i'm sure it's in there <laughs> yeah it's there it's there. i can't remember it was a long time ago and also oh it's my brother from another mother john welsh say hello john hello john how you doing jason so glad to hear that once again after the win. I can't believe it. How are you doing, pal? Yeah, not bad. Just um, as I said before we started, glad the season is almost over. <laughs> oh. Oh, do, you know, do you know what? Okay, I think tonight to, that game summed it up. I really do. It was. I know it's end of the season. I know it's you know it's it's been a tough time. But it was bloody awful, wasn't it? It really was. Um, right, let's get into it, boys. Um, Josh, first to you. Five changes from... Um, oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. I want to bring something up quickly. Right, okay, so this week, um, a big deal is made by Bakayoko Saka getting the seven shirt. And um, BT put a... a, a a visual up of um, David Platt, Perez, Rocky Rocas, and, and, and Saka with the thing. And the point was made, Jordi Armstrong, one of the club's greatest ever, the greatest ever, fourth in our appearance list, um, you know, wonderful goals, double winner. I don't know, I can't, I can't remember how many 
seasons he was with us wasn't in the image. And um, and a few people were really unkind to Jill, Geordie's daughter. Um, if you're one of those who don't appreciate who Geordie Armstrong is, who he is to the club, who he is to fans, if you're one of those who don't appreciate his contribution to the club as a player, as a coach, who brought through the likes of Ardems, the likes of Keon, all these people, he's brought through some wonderful players, then fuck off. Fuck off. Nobody wants you. Nobody needs you. You're a scumbag. Nobody fucking wants to know because you're just a piece of shit. And that's all I need to say in it. Jordi Armstrong is an Arsenal legend. You're fucking not. Go fuck yourself. Sorry, boys. Josh, lineups, five changes, crack on. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> on the back of a Jason rant. Oh, I'm going to miss those over the uh, over the break. Yeah, so I think it was a, are we going back to 4-3-3 or not with the main kind of formation that we saw? Bellerin obviously out because of his calf injury uh, that I only found out about when I saw Maitland-Niles there and did a bit of Googling. But otherwise, you'd think it was a kind of a solid solid team. And if you saw 4-3-3, you'd be like, fair enough, going back to, or just trying something out for the cup final, to be honest. But I was not really that, um, as you say, surprised by the lineup. And it wasn't anything that, you know, it was basically our strongest, strongest 11 to be honest, with everybody that was fit. Yeah, it, it, you know, we, we, we're kind of struggling at the moment with a couple of them, uh, with a couple of sort of injuries, etc. So it was quite difficult. And um, John, game starts very, very quickly, doesn't it? Um, I have the joy of NBC commentary, okay? And you see the incident, you know, we all know what we're talking about. It's the early penalty. Dawson... There's no even. There's not even an attempt to go for the ball. He just jumps into Lacazette, and my, you know, um, I'm sorry, you know, my, my notes are, um, uh, counter Luis to Alba, Laka penalty shout. Dawson jumps into him. Um, Sabayo shoots over, uh, as was the thing, but there's no attempt to play the ball, was there? No, the the only. Reason I thought it took so long was because I wasn't sure if there's like some rule that if there's a foul on the player but they're not in control of the ball, like it's an indirect free kick or something like that. If it happens in the box or like a you know something weird like that, I was like, is that in the rules? I don't I don't know because they change the fucking rules every season, like they change the offside rules and everything else. So I'm like, maybe it's a it's a direct free kick, but it has to be from the exact spot the foul was taken place, but it's not a penalty, so their players can be in the box, like on the line of the goal or something like that. So I was like, well, oh, okay, it might be that. But the fact that even the commentary team were like, oh, I'm not sure if that's a penalty or not. It's like, what? Well, it's a foul. All right, he doesn't have the ball, but that's the only difference, really, that you wouldn't give the penalty. So unless there's some like weird ruling like that. It, but it, yeah, how it's not a foul, I don't know. He's obviously gone to jump for the ball, but just completely cocked it up because Dawson's a fucking garbage footballer like the rest of the Watford team. Although they made us look shit today. But, you know, it's just... I don't understand why it takes so long. I'm not going to complain because they came to the right decision at the end and they gave us a penalty. That's fine. And the whole thing about people not liking VAR... Sorry if you don't like VAR, you're a moron. There's nothing wrong with VAR. <laughs> VAR is fine. It's the people who run VAR that are the, the issue. 
Yeah, it, there's nothing wrong with VAR. It's a very good thing. Yes, it's frustrating that sometimes it can take a long time and you've seen it once and you're like, well, it's obviously a penalty. Well, they have to review it from every angle and then there was a possible offside and the build-up and all that kind of thing. It's the people who are doing it. There's nothing wrong with the system itself. So you just need to get better referees. That's that's the only issue. I, the officiating is awful. Mind you, I thought Matthew Epson's commentary on that was a particular low point in the history of football worldwide. Um, Matthew Upson, hang your head in shame. I like, I like you. You always come across a decent bloke, but that was particularly shameful. Honestly, it was. Um, Alba makes no mistake with the penalty, does he, Josh? Oh, I thought you were going to continue. Sorry, no, no, he does not make a mistake. He scores it. Fuck it, hell, you're like a well-oiled machine, though, you know. What I, mean? <laughs> um, I mean, that was a bit of a hospital pass. Cheers, Chase. <laughs> Josh, you know that was like a holding pass out from the back. That one, it looked like it was going to a man, but in the bad. end, it was just intercepted by an awkward silence. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was missed by the awkward silence. <laughs> the awkward silence just one goal. Okay, um, quickly before we move on, sorry, um, David Mars in the box. Everybody wish David Mar a happy birthday, please. He um, uh, he had his birthday yesterday. He's a top guy. Always supported the podcast. Please wish David Mar a happy birthday. Yeah, uh, Alba scores the penalty, and on we go. I stick with you, Josh. Josh, I'm sticking with you. Um, the game kind of carries on. It's back and forth, isn't it? Watford are having a real go. They are fighting for survival. They're having a crack, aren't we? Yeah, it was completely unsurprising to see Watford go out and attack us, to be honest. Fundamentally, we had what? nothing to play for we couldn't drop any lower in the table based on uh you know what was behind us and we had a cup final you know in the forefront of our minds i think we could see that from the performances we put out there were a few players that weren't necessarily going at the same intensity that they would have done and you thought to be honest the one thing that was kind of surprising is the fact that arteta necessarily didn't see this coming or didn't warn the players that hang on Watford need to get a win here. They're probably going to come out all guns blazing quite early on. And yeah, as you say, we it was like the players weren't used to the system that we'd asked them to play as well. Uh, Xhaka dropping a lot deeper than he was previously, looking almost to sit into like a back three that we'd seen when we played like a like nominal 4-3-3 uh, before Arteta moved to that five of the back system. So yeah, uh, we just looked a bit, a bit lifeless, and I think that goal kind of came. It it kind of shocked all of us. Kind of, it shocked the players, and it shocked, you know, both sides of the team. Shocked Mike Dean, didn't it? He went out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but never mind. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to talk about Mike Dean. I don't want to talk about him. I'm a pedalo boy can bugger off. Um, John, on the 23rd minute, we play out from the back, okay, really well. Um. Player, we did it's a number of players. Then Pet Bay um, uh, comes across to Pet Bay, all across to Aubameyang. Poor first touch, but sets up Turney and Turney bang goal. Poof, two nil. Ooh la la. Are you happy? Uh, yeah, I was sort of. I the game was just weird because I just thought, gee, we're giving Watford so much ball when they're getting in behind our defence a lot, but um. Tierney got a bit of luck with the deflection. I think it was off Hughes, maybe. Um, if it was Hughes, that makes me even happier because I don't really like him. I used to like him. He was a scumbag. 
I really hope it was off heels. Yeah. Um, it looked like he was going on target, so I hope Tierney does get awarded the goal anyway and it's not given as an own goal. Um, yeah, really pleased for him. Um, I loved his completely muted celebration. He, like, so down to earth. Like, I could just see him, like, if he had his Tesco's carrier bag, he would have sort of, like, lifted it up in the air, just a little smile, and then that would have been it. Just the way he is uh, with everything. But, yeah, really, really good move because the amount of times we were playing it out from the back and Watford were really pressing because obviously they have to come out on the front foot and going down a goal so early just completely cocked up their game plan. Um, so they were really pressing us and we were a bit shaky at the back today, to say the least. But that was the, one of the few times where we played out nicely and the moment you get that little break from the forward line, you just break all their lines and you take three, four of their players out on the move and you scale the pitch. And the amount of times, we've seen this quite a few times now, where we get the switch over to Pepe, he cuts in on his left and he does that sort of long ball into the back post for a bad man to make his run in on. Um, as you say, the touch wasn't quite there, but brilliant for Tierney, I think. Um, he's had a few little bits in games where he hasn't been at his best, but he's still coming back from that injury, still finding his feet there. He's in a team that, let's be honest, has been pretty fucking garbage most of the season. Um, so he's, he's done really well, and it's just going to make him even more of a fan favourite. So really pleased for him. Yeah, it's it it pleasing to see. Um, I thought you know, the deflection he's a bit embarrassed about, and that's why he didn't really celebrate. I just like the kid. I think he's somebody he can be a bit of a talisman for us going forward. So that's going to be interesting. Um, there was a bit of an incident then between Deeney and Maitland Niles. I'm just going to cover this off quickly. Um, Deeney goes up in the air for the ball. To be fair to Troy Deeney, his eyes are on the ball, they're not looking at AMN. They come together as they come down. Um, um, you know, his knee catches Airman's head. He he draws Mike Dean's attention to it straight away. I know a lot of us don't like uh, Troy Deeney for comments in the past. The one thing that always makes me think twice, you know, he, he's got a bit of a checkered past. But Cy Collins, Simon Collins always says he's a really good guy. He's a nice guy. I've never um, thought of him as a dirty player. He's just very physical. That's his main attribute. He's one of those you love on your team. Yeah. You hate to play against, isn't it? You know, and that's he's a bit of a um, oh god, who was the player for Bolton? Kevin Davies. I never yeah, thought he yeah, was yeah. a dirty player, but very, very physical and just horrible to play against. Yeah, elbows everywhere. You yeah. know, not not really to catch you, but just yeah. awkward. But to be fair to him, he took care of that. So I I was thought that was really decent of him and, and kudos to Troy Dini. He doesn't get much um, love from us, but give him a bit of respect in that because he did well. To be fair, it doesn't help when he comes out and goes into a studio and says he likes to put one in on our players to see how they feel. That's the, yeah, start, of the, that's the start of his whole cojones rant, is that he goes out yeah. there purposely to hurt our players to see how they feel. Of course he's a dirty fucking scumbag. To be fair, that's what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> You don't say it, do you? You don't say it on national broadcast (laughs) television, do you? That's the same thing we love Tony Adams for, Patrick Vieira for, Gilberto Silva, Laurent, Dixon, all these guys. So I'm not going to give you too much. Keogh was special at that. Stop for a second. Super califragilistic expiast Dorsius is about to sit down for BLTs and mom and the family. Well, super. My best to the mom and my best to the family. I hope you're all okay. I'm loving all the Mustafi love on you at the moment. It's it's quite funny, <laughs> you know. I, uh, he's gone full Rob Holding, isn't he? Now he's out injured. Everyone thinks he's a world beater. I think we all know who he is. Okay, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just 
the hate campaign on him was pretty fucking disgusting. Let's be honest. Um, Josh, 32 minutes in. We've all gone Rory de Lap, haven't we? We've all gone Rory de Lap. The long ball comes in. Dawson, oh my God, I tell you what. Welcome to Arsenal style defending. <laughs> Just nowhere near an Obamia. Um, yes, he could have taken a 47 touches and then finishes off with an overhead. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if I'm on the well, what's that? What's uh, Watford's greatest ever player? Probably actually Luther Bissett. I'm going to give him a bit of. Uh, I'm not going to give him a shit player. Uh, Luther Bissett Wonderland. They'd be having a go at whoever was marking holding. Because they just don't bother with that jump, and that's how it lands at the feet of holding. How a throwing ever into the box lands at the feet of a player, not at the head. It's just there's obviously an error there. And yeah, I think the way that he kind of controls it gives it a bit of extra bounce. His only option is the overhead. And just to look on Ben Foster's face as well, I was thinking, oh, I remember two or three years ago, this is where I used to have my best games. And I'd uh, face 16 different shots from Arsenal. I'd be there. Jumping around my goal like a you know like a kitten chasing a laser pen, and no, just watch that one sail into the top corner, and it was great to see because yeah, as you say, Craig Dawson was not having a good game, but I don't care to be honest. At that point, it was three 0 We were playing badly, and we were three 0 up. It was do you know what, John? It was Elias, wasn't it? You know, you could see Foster having a go at Dawson, and it was so enjoyable to see. People having a good centre backs, who aren't Arsenal centre backs? Well, at this point, anyway. I don't, I, I don't understand what he was trying to do. I, it just because he just stood there. It was so good because it comes into a Bamiang. His first touch, like it's, it's really nice touch to actually get it anywhere near into control. But like Josh said, the only thing he can really do is try and stamp it down, which makes him go for the overhead kick. But Dawson just stood there. It was just like, ah, oh, he's not going to do anything. It's fine. And you can see even on the Bamiang's face when he goes hit, he's like, this is probably a going in. It's going to get blocked or whatever else. It just sails into the goal. I mean, it's a great bit of like agility and being able to physically do that, especially the age he is and the amount of games he's played this season is ridiculous. Um, he really is. Like I said, he's just a machine. He just keeps going. But fuck Christ, if you're the, what was it, Hayden Mullins, the Watford manager, you've got to be looking yeah. at Dawson and just go, what the fuck are you doing? I heard um, before the game today, I was listening to Five Live and I had Rob Green on. And they were talking about all the different matchups and like relegation, Champions League, and everything. And they were saying, for a goalkeeper, it must be like extra terrifying going into that last game of the season. Whether you're, you know, if you make a mistake, you've cost the team the whole season. Rob Green said, oh, I've been in a lot of those positions like relegation a couple of times in playoffs and things like that. So, but for me, it was exciting. He was talking about how he liked the pressure and everything else. And then right at the end, he went, But also, I did say to the rest of the players, just keep the ball away from the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me laugh because I guarantee Foster before the game he's like, "Come on, lads, we can do this and do this." But like, please, just like try and keep them as far away from my goal as possible. And Dawson's just stood there, just going, "I just have as many much time as you want, mate." You know, do a little pirouette around me, have a little dance. He just sat down on a cup of tea before he hit that ball. He just didn't move. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I gotta be honest with you again. Okay? You know, you, I thought oh, but I had time to start in my fever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He just, I can only assume that Dawson was thinking. I need to, you know, Arsenal, they're not quite where they were, but they used to be amazing, especially defensively. And he's looked up Arsenal defenders and somehow he's clicked on Stepanovs instead of Sol Campbell. And he's just watched some highlights of Stepanovs and gone, that's it, that's what I'm going to recreate today. Because fucking hell, that was awful, honestly. 
Oh, it was it was um, uh, but great great finish from Elba and just the yeah like the, it was the only thing you could do with that ball to score from there. Loved it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I've got to, I was going to say a piece on Pereira because I despise Pereira. You know, he's one of those players. Pereira and um, and oh, Will Hughes, I can't stand them. But um, uh, let's go to the goal, Josh, and um, the the Watford goal. Um, holding poor ball out. Um, Luis on 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 Welbeck. It's a stone cold. I do think there's not much contact, but it's it's a stone cold penalty, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's I'm not really sure why Luis is even going for it because he gets he's so late to that tackle as well. But Welbeck's already fluffed his shot. That we've to be fair, we've seen Welbeck do that in front of goal for us, let alone for Watford. <laughs> it's from a couple of yards out, skew it into the goalkeeper's hands, and yeah, and then what? As much time as we said that Aubameyang had to control that ball that came into him with Dawson, Louise had left about the same amount of time before he decided to go in and tackle Welbeck. And I was just like, oh, of course it's going to be a penalty. It, it was just so late coming into it. He was like, oh, I should probably have done something prior to this. And yeah, I'm even... The start with the ball out from holding, he's got no options. So... That's why the pass is a little bit dodgy, to be honest. It's not his first dodgy pass of the game, is it? It's not his dodgy. No, it's not his first one. Uh, he's had a couple of other ones, you know, where he's getting caught in a bit of a situation, and he's gone with. To be fair to him, most of the other ones, his options were either to pay the perfect pass, which he doesn't have in him, or overhit it. And he's chosen to go and he's played safe and he's overhit passes rather than underhit them and put himself into trouble. That's the first he played, absolute, he, played, he played an absolute blinding pass in the first half at one point yeah. to put Obami, I think it was Aubameyang or Lacazette. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's in him, but I think this is part of the rehabilitation road, isn't it? We'll talk yeah. about the- Yeah, he's in a new position as well, as I mentioned yeah. on the main pod, that the goalkeeper's yeah. on a different side to him now. So we'll, we'll come back to that in a second, yeah. okay? Um, but Troy Deeney, John, he puts it away and it's like, oh my God. What did you describe that half as football, football as? Um, I'm trying to think what the weird thing is it's kind of like the Liverpool game but the team we're playing are shit <laughs> so I can describe it because uh, <laughs> like in the Liverpool game we were awful and somehow we win it it's just bizarre and in this game I was just watching the game like Jacker and Ceballos, who've been got this really good partnership going and been playing really well, just not in the game. The system is different, and Jacker was sort of dropping into a, the back three a little bit, so that disrupted it, obviously. But I was like, we've got our best three forwards on, and like Pepe was like, most of the time they just couldn't get the ball off him. He was winning free kicks and putting good balls in. I was just like, but we're playing awful. And then we score two goals out of nowhere. Just doesn't make any sense and then we give away a stupid penalty because David Luiz has gone oh well this game doesn't really matter because we're not going to get anywhere in the league we can't really change our position so I don't need to concentrate I'll just I'll just play through the game and think about the FA Cup final I don't know what you were thinking about gives away a stupid penalty we all know Danny Welbeck can't score a tap in if you said to Danny (laughs) Welbeck you've got to run 60 yards in four seconds and do a backflip and hit it off your arse and in to the top corner he, he could do that but if you said to him, I'm going to roll this ball into you nice and slow and try to just side foot it into the back of the net from two yards, he can't do it. So I don't know why he makes the challenge. It's bizarre. Um, the penalty, I, I will say one thing. Martinez was... 
He got anticipating that fuck me, Danny can hit a ball. Jesus Christ. Because you, you know where Martinez, the way he has been, like he, he holds everything really well. He doesn't pull anything around the post or anything. If he got his hands onto that, I'm pretty sure that's taking him into the back of the net because he fucking levered that ball. Absolutely brutal. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great penalty. And Martinez did well to at least anticipate it, but there's no way he's stopping that. Yeah. We then see um, a really it's a terrible... It's, a, it's, a, it's just a... It's a cynical challenge of who's on Pepe on the break. One that um, uh, Xhaka got sent off against Swansea a few years ago for. Um, Josh, you know, he, he picks up a yellow card, fine. But, uh, you know, there was just no attempt to go for the ball whatsoever. It was the worst type of professional foul. I thought that was a red card nowadays. Uh, well, to be honest, to go on to the referee's side, we haven't seen a single red card given for that type of tackle since the Xhaka one and that was what two or three seasons ago now four seasons when, ago. yeah four seasons ago so I think there's enough of like a precedent set post that to realise that that's just an anomaly and Arsenal always unlucky I thought yeah so I thought to be fair Pepe looked so lively in that first half it's like he was playing for yep. that position I hadn't seen him make a run like that all season in the kind of go and actually take his man on knock it past them. And yeah, he gets caught with the odd, odd, you know, tackle. But I think Pepe a couple of months ago would probably have taken that on the outside of his uh, left foot and kind of cut back and looked for a pass. But to go and push back, I thought that was really great to see from him. Yeah, I, I thought he played really well first half, to be fair. Um, guys, that's the, that's the first half done. Two players I want to discuss um, very quickly. So Rob Holding. Um, getting a bit of grief today. Okay, I, I I I don't think today was his greatest performance ever. Okay, I think he is struggling, but you know this is a guy who hasn't had regular football. John, please start off, then hand over to Josh. Um, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. He hasn't played regular. He was out for such a long time, and those injuries can take even when you start playing again. It can be six months, even up to a year again, until you get up to full speed. Um, just to get your pace back, get your reading of the game, all that kind of thing. It's in a different system. We've been playing back three, like, basically since our tech's come in and we did it under Emery as well. Um, he's got different guys to his right now as well. The keeper, like Josh said, the keeper's on a different side to him when he's receiving the ball. And although we were a back four when we were attacking at times, we were also switching into a three a little bit and Jacko was coming over as the left side of centre-back. So... I, I'm not going to give him too much stick. Look, he can have good games or bad games. Despite his age, if you look at how much actual football he's played since he's been at Arsenal, it's not as much as you would think for the length of time he's been there because of the injuries he's had. So he is a little bit behind in those terms. Um, so I don't think he's a lost cause or anything. But look, let's be honest, no one really shone today, I don't think, in that first half other than Pepe, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Sorry, he's going to pass it over to me. <laughs> I was very professional there, so I actually forgot to pass it yeah. over to Josh. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I'll, I'll try and pick it up. and. Awkward silence is your special. I know, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love it. It's my favourite place to be. You know, much like how Bane said he was crafted by the darkness uh, and born in it. I was born in an awkward silence when they go, oh, shit, he's ginger. This wasn't planned. Um, no, it certainly fucking wasn't. <laughs> and they awkwardly look over to the milkman who dives over the hedgerow. Um, 
but yes, we will go into Holding's performance. As I say, I think John covered most of it, to be honest, in terms of how he played. And I think there's a... When it comes to what Arteta's looking for our centre-back options for next season, we are heavily stacked on the right-footed central defender kind of part of the squad. So I think we kind of all expect to see, you know, Socrates probably gone. And then you've still got Mustafi, uh, Saliba coming in, holding Chambers and Mustafi. No, David Louise is the other one that I've missed in terms of right footers. There's at least five there for one position on the field. And you probably have a depth of what, three of them tops. So I think we'll still see someone from our current crop stay, but there is a position to hold. And I think that's what Arteta has been doing was trying to see if Rob Holding can fight for that position on the right-hand side of the field. And if he can't, which to be fair, it's a new position for him, then yeah, he he possibly will get sold, Uh, especially with Callum Chambers coming back in. And I think this is possibly one of the best opportunities for Callum Chambers being out injured at the moment is his stock isn't moving anywhere. Hmm. So he's at least going to stick around next season, probably with Saliba and Mustafi, I think, for everybody's, as we mentioned, hate for him earlier in the season and for his past couple of seasons, to be honest, that I don't see us making any in uh, bringing in any extra centre-backs. I think it's just us selling hmm. from that point of view. I, I, I don't think we've got much choice of, you know, we need to improve the squad across the board. I can't see Socrates having a place in the squad next season. You know, it's obvious he's not fancied by um, uh, by Mikel Arteta. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. John, Joe Willock, um, talent's there. Okay, we know he's a talented boy, okay? He strikes me as a player who's not taking a chance at the moment. But... He's carrying out Arteta's instructions to the letter by the looks of things. Um, looks like he's lacking a bit of a bit of confidence. Needs to get on the ball and drive forward. What, you know, what are your thoughts on him at the moment? Um, I thought it was a little bit more difficult to judge him today, just because his role was slightly different. Um, he was he wasn't quite a number ten, but he almost was. In other games, you've seen him come on and he's played in a midfield with the other two players who've been in there or as one of the two. Um, and today he wasn't really doing that. He was much more of a forward than he was anything else. And I know in some games he's been on for 10, 15 minutes and he's played as the striker, essentially. But all he's been there for is the fact he can run and just chase the ball down and just close down and press from from high up the pitch. And that's what Arteta's done for him. And he's done it brilliantly. Um, he needs to get some more goals. I think he's got it creatively and I think he's got the ability. He's definitely got the legs and he's got some real pace about him as well. He can really pull away from a player. Um, But I just think in a midfield free, an actual proper midfield free, where maybe there is one that sits and the other two can sort of play about and develop some understanding of when one goes, one will sit a little bit, um, you know, that kind of thing and swap and change that would probably suit him better. Even sometimes when he's playing wide, when we're sort of playing with uh, very narrow forwards, wide forwards, there, it's we're getting all of it from our fullbacks. If he plays in one of those positions, I think he could do that because he can break into the box and he's he seems to time his, time his runs quite well and stuff and get on to the end of things or get in behind when he can and try and pull the ball back. So I think the ability is there. Um, it's just trying to find the right position with him. As it is with a lot of players of that age, it's, you've got like Nate Lanaz is like that, that. What's his best position? And you just have to keep playing him and see where you can. But he's not someone I want to get rid of. I've, I've seen some people be really down on him. And I just think you're, 
people are trying to evaluate our players as if we're in the Champions League, and we're not. We might not even be in the fucking Europa League at this rate. You know, so you've got to be realistic with the squad we've got. You can only improve so much each season. You're not going to make a huge jump straight back into the Champions League again next year. If we do, it's amazing. Well done, Arteta and the you know and yeah. the squad. But you've got to be realistic and build on what you've got and just improve year on year. So you have to have those kind of players who are versatile and you can. And Arteta knows he can send him on the pitch and say to him, "I need you to do this and chase down this man or wipe this man or close down here or whatever and run all day for me." And he will he will do it. So. I don't have an issue with the kid. I, I, I think it's it, it's quite interesting that Arteta trusts him. Okay, you know, you can see that he has him to do important jobs, he has him to come on, do important jobs. Josh, you know, he's an attacking midfielder, something we have missed so badly this season. You know, he's a young, young player. So therefore, obviously, you know, he's not going to come in and lay his impact on this team straight away. He's not going to put a stamp on the team. You know, we know that he's got a long way to go. Um, but, you know, how do you see it working out for him moving forward? The kid's only 20, isn't he? He's yeah. He's obviously clearly got a future under us. And I think we shouldn't really necessarily be trying to sell off young players who can play in midfield, to be honest. We haven't really got that option at the moment. Our midfield needs a complete gutting, but I wouldn't be taking the young players out. There's other players well before him that we can look to sell. And to be honest, we don't have the numbers in there anyway. So again, are we going to be buying three, four, five midfielders in the summer? It's just unrealistic to think that way. You know, this isn't, <laughs> to quote Jeff Arsenal, this isn't FIFA. It's not Football Manager. You can't do a squad overhaul like as big as that. And yeah, I just I think there's a real future for him. But at twenty, you're going to be inconsistent as hell. And I just in our, in our team, especially in our team, isn't it? Well, our team's inconsistent anyway, and we are the second, are we the youngest or second youngest team in the division. It's one of the two, and you can clearly see that with how inconsistent we are on the pitch. Where all our experience is up top, and then we've got right towards the back. It's just a little bit of a problem. Yeah, a bit, bit patchy. And the only experience we've got in midfield is Xhaka. That's it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? I, I just I just want to address those two because they're getting a bit of a tough time. And I, I don't get me wrong, I I'm a, I'm I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm harsh on holding at the moment, but um. You know, you've got to be fair to them as well. You've got to be fair. Second half, John, um, we see Messina fire over from close range. Dawson pick up a yellow for a challenge on Obama Yang. Um, surprised he was still on the pitch at this point. I really do with the amount of challenges he'd made and free kicks he'd given away. Um, and then see Lacazette and Willock replaced by Eddie and Kalasinac. Fuck, this game was bad, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, second half when it started, I thought, oh, we look like we can keep the ball. And that lasted for about 10 minutes. And then after that, yeah, it was just all Watford. And, and fair play to them, like, they had to go for it. They had the worst possible start they could for the game. They come on into it, huge pressure. And they really went for it today. It's very easy for teams when their last game of the season, relegation, and they play a certain way. And let's be honest, they're quite defensive. And they sit there and they just try and hit teams on the break with, you know, like, Pereira and Saar and stuff like that, but they did properly go for it today, which seems odd that we didn't expect that to happen. I don't know. It, very, very weird. Um, maybe it was because we got that goal so early on 
it, it kind of it changed things a little bit. But yeah, we just couldn't keep the ball and nothing was really sticking. It was very open. Um, you saw um, Foster make a great save from Maitland Niles. You saw mm. um, you saw Pep. It was some really good work. A final ball cut out. It was frustrating, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a like. <laughs> Most of our chances, or sort of half chances, all came from breaks, you know, where Watford had pushed up heavy on us and we'd either play it out from the back really well or we'd get a quick ball onto Pepe or get out to Maitland-Niles. And there was a lot down that right side, Pepe in particular. Um, I thought Eddie was really good when he came on. He's pressing again. like He created some chances. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, again, I think that's an age thing. I wouldn't give him too much stick for that. But the kids... The kid's got bundles of talent and energy, and I love his attitude. I, th- I think he's fantastic. I do really think he's going to be a great you player. You can't knock his attitude at all, to be fair to him. No. He does is what he's asked to do. Yeah. Josh. Um, oh, my, 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 my notes here are um, Martinez, great save. Um, Pereira is a diving scumner. And then <laughs> Welb's goal. Uh, Saar had been a bit of a pain in the neck for us. And he puts in a really great... He, he kept on putting great balls in the box. And I think this is what more of what we wanted from Pepe this season, a bit more of this. And so I was a thorn side all afternoon. And it was a really good ball. I don't think we particularly defended it well, but the ball was excellent. And Welbs finishes it well. And Danny Welbeck, I hate you scored against us, but I do love you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he only scored once against us, to be honest. Uh, he could have done it a couple of other times and the result ne- not necessarily go back in our favour. But I think the fundamental of this, Louise is just ball watching, isn't he? When this ball comes in, if he's just got any sense of anticipation, he just sticks a foot out and thinks, oh, there might be a centre-back or a centre-forward coming in between me and holding. I should probably get my foot to this. Um, Martinez comes out, doesn't get it either as he kind of dives out onto the ground and tries to clip it with his hand. There's a couple of players that could have stopped that cross, but as you say, Saar just... I would have thought that, you know, Saar is, is Watford's kind of best creative outlet. He has been since kind of the turn of the year. And I thought someone would have had a look at his game against us, uh, what we played, Ren, and he was there. And he tore Nacho an absolute new oh. one in that game. Uh, to be fair, I had to check to see if it was Kalasnic because I just assumed that, <laughs> you know, one of our left-backs getting burnt by a winger, prob- probably Kalasnic. Uh, but no, it was Manreal at the time that was there for that game. But yeah, uh, we got absolutely just, dis- you know, he was a pain in our side constantly. Uh, so much so, people want to sign him next season, uh, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But- with the players we've got, we've got difficulty there, haven't we? But, yeah, yeah, we don't need to sign him. Uh, no. We've got Nelson, we've got Pepe that play on that side. And on the other side, we've got Aubameyang and Martinelli. Yeah, and yeah, unless yeah. he's the right agent, it's pointless. Yeah. <laughs> John, um, we see Pepe and Ceballos replaced by Nelson and Torreira. Um, we see uh, a magnificent um, piece of play from Welbeck and... Martinez save with a flick around. We were under the cosh now, weren't we? You know, we 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 were the team. We were creating a little bit, but we were, you know, we, we weren't impressive. And these guys were playing for their lives. Um, oh god, it was frustrating. Yeah, it's just disappointing because you've had the Liverpool and the Man City game, and then you had the disappointment at the Villa, 
and fair play Villa did I thought play quite well when obviously they were playing for their you know staying in the Premier League as well and you can see that today with Watford and they're probably going to come out of this game and go I can't believe we didn't stay up because of the you know the chances they created um, especially that little the one-two with Dini and Welbeck I was like whoa that was like that was like watching a bit of like vintage Arsenal play it was really really nice build up and everything and Martinez made some great saves but because they were pushing on so much that's what gave us the opportunities on the break and gave us the space to play in so it had that weird like for Watford it was a massive game that was their cup final and for our players it was at the end of the season we've got nothing to play for kind of thing which in my head I'm like I kind of get because it's been such a it's one it's been a bad season but also because of the whole corona thing and starting again and they found it's just bizarre all of it it's just weird and they're thinking about the FA Cup and they're like well I want to play well but I don't want to get myself injured and you know everything's on your mind so I don't know the focus just wasn't there today um, just quickly though, I just want to say you're, you were saying about Star. I'm sorry, he put one good ball in that they scored from. Great, that bloke cannot cross for fucking Toffee. Oh, he's, he's he's been a oh, I'm oh, sorry, no, no, no. you can cross. If you cross the ball thirty times in one game. One of them is going to look great and get on the end of a player. Congratulations. If all you're looking for is a player who can run really fucking fast, Usain Bolt will be the best footballer in the world. People saying we should go and buy fucking Star. Just watch him play football regularly. He's garbage. Kicking a ball in a fucking across a box, eventually you get one out of 30. Well, fucking well done. That makes you a world class player. I'm sorry, some of our fans are fucking morons. Honestly. Congratulations. He put at least five or six good balls in that box, but they had nobody there to talk uh, to. Sorry, sorry, Jay. So it makes two it makes two people to make a cross look good. And if you're putting a cross <laughs> into no space, that's not a good cross. Yeah, that is not a good cross. We have the team, okay, you know, of, of, we have a team of strikers who don't get in the box. If a striker doesn't get in the box, you put the ball... It was, it, what did they say about Mezzanos when he first came here? He passes the ball to where you should be. You know, I, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you'll be well harsh there. I'm oh, saying he's fucking garbage. He's a lanky Aaron Lennon. He can jog on, honestly. <laughs> I know our, our Carl is in the chat, and I know Carl said we should buy him. I'm sorry, Carl. I could not disagree with you more. He's fucking awful. And I know Chris is probably watching this and going, John hasn't got a clue what he's talking about. He was great in the French League. I told everyone about him. He's shit, Chris. He's fucking shit. He can run fast. Well done. Go, buy, go fucking sign you some bolt. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this so much. Oh, <laughs> right now, here we go. Both your thoughts, and let's start with you, Josh. We see um, Eddie, great work, gets on the ball. We're clear. He, he's got somebody chasing him down. There's a defender on his shoulder. Uh, he's not going to make it. He doesn't make an attempt to draw the keeper at all. Passes to Aubameyang and Foster is Foster's already heading to the to his right to make the save. Absolutely butchered it, didn't we? Oh, so and Katia now. <laughs> it was that bad a mess up from him, to be honest. It was just a bad pass. Uh, he didn't commit anybody at that point. Um as you say, there's a there's a defender, you know, chasing him down. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Striker in the Premier League. Yeah, you might have a bit of pressure on you when you're going to try and take a shot and you have any kind of attacking chance. So, yeah, I, I'm not having that, that 
he's got a problem. So yeah, I I was livid when he played that pass. And it was just I don't think Abamyam's gonna have a huge go at you if you're gonna take a shot on there, to be honest. If no. you slide it past the goalkeeper, because you've got all, all to play for at the moment. I was just like, what are you doing? The the, the stage of the game we were at, Abamyang's hat trick and golden boot are not higher than us getting another two goal cushion because we saw we couldn't deal with a three goal cushion and we the only had one of us. Yeah, the frustrating part, John, actually, uh, Josh, he didn't even dip the shoulder, did he? He didn't even make as if to fake to draw Foster at all. It was just, it was telegraphed, you know, did it, did it, send him a text message, dear Ben Foster, I'm going to pass to him, uh, Abamyang, get on your heels now. It was, you know, I, he's a young player, I don't want to hang him, but for crying out loud, you've got to bloody do better than that. Yeah, either play that pass earlier, where Aubameyang's got some space to do something with it, because Aubameyang could either cut in and then take it on his right foot, but he just wasn't given enough space, and it's that. It's the problem with Eddie. He's a poacher. He scores goals. He's not creative in any sense of the imagination. He's just not that kind of player. And again, I, I think I went about five or ten minutes on uh, the podcast about how the reason why Bielsa didn't want him and didn't play him a lot is because he's not good enough with the ball at his feet and his option is to pass. He would never make the right decision. He'll only score. That's his only option or take a shot. And you can see what happened with that. And we've got the other thing as well is we've got options behind Eddie coming through. We've got an exceptionally talented Balogun in behind that might be walking away and we're going to have to sell for peanuts because he's got one year left on his deal. Tyrese John Jules, as uh, I think the bearded goon has just said in the chat box. And then we've got uh, Sam Greenwood back there as well. We've got a lot of attacking talent in here. So this isn't like a Theo Walcott or an Oxford Chamberlain. Did you mention Balogun as well? I did mention there was a first name Thank I you. mentioned. Thank you. Sorry, I, I, I was taking a look at John with it, with, with, on the screen. That's fine. That's fine. So, John, um, you know, you, you're happy to have a good SAR. That was criminal, wasn't it? It was absolutely criminal. Mm, he's an 18 year old. No. <laughs> How old is SAR? Hang on, let me just look this up. <laughs> oh, but whoever that was in the chat who said there was a huge line of uh, clubs looking to sign him up. Um, why the fuck did he end up at Watford then? Yeah, he's 22, <laughs> so okay, he's 22 and he's the next coming because he put one good ball in the box. Fucking hell, honestly, <laughs> he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a, the um, uh, trial race about him. You know, before someone told Traore that you don't need to run 100 miles an hour every time, yeah. slow down a little bit, you might be able to play a decent part. You know, I, I remember a player who played for Arsenal who was the next, like, he was the greatest striker in the world up and coming. His name was Carlos Vela. He could only chip a keeper if we were already 3 0 up. It was against <laughs> fucking West Brom. What's happened to him? I, t- honestly. He's had a long career, to be fair to him. But look. Yeah, no, he has had a long career. Fair play to him. Um, but <laughs> just, no, the SAR thing really wound me up. That annoyed the fuck out of me. And I, honestly, I was so tempted the whole way through the game. I was going, people are talking about SAR, how good he is. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it in. This bloke is shit. He can't cross the ball. And I thought, I'm not going to send that because the moment I send that, he's going to run through every single of our players and score a worldie because I know it. I'll just fucking jinx it. But yeah, honestly. But no, the, the Eddie thing, like, that's just that's an age decision-making. And Josh is right. He's not a creative player at all. He's 
he's a goal poacher and that's it and he will work and run all day I, I love Eddie and I think he's got a long future and yes we've got talent behind him but look those guys unless they are ridiculously talented they ain't getting in the team if we keep Lacazette and Ababiang which again is a big if but if we keep in them they're not going to get in the team ahead of them which means they're not getting game time anyway you've still got Martinelli to fit, fit in that forward line you've got Pepe you've got Saka who could play wide as well they're not getting in there anyway so you have to loan them out and they've got to go play football somewhere else. Maybe that's what you've got to do with someone like Willock if we get enough midfielders in. This whole, look, there's, yeah, look, Orpheus Jones doesn't chat. Eddie and Willock aren't good enough, end of. Good enough for what? They're not good enough for a Champions League team. Yeah, that I agree with. We are not a Champions League team. But we are not currently a Europa League team. But yeah, but John, at this moment in time, they're not, okay? These guys have still got development to go. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. So you can't... Good loans. Yeah. Okay. A good minute. If we miss out in Europa League, it's going to really hurt our play development. Well, we, have- we we also, if we miss out in Europa League, it's going to even more hurt our extremely tiny transfer budget as it yeah. is. Yeah. So but, but, the other but, argument is, you okay? You look at our midfield, for example. It's Jacker and Sabios at the moment. If Sabios doesn't, if we don't get him on loan again or don't buy him, we've got one midfielder because he doesn't seem that keen on Torreira, who apparently might be leaving anyway. Gwendouzi's disappeared off the face of the planet and hopefully fucks off in the very small window we've got. We haven't got any other midfielders. So, sorry, if you don't like Joe Willock, tough shit, he's going to play because we ain't got anyone else. St- st- right there, now, we're going to talk about that in a second. Let's finish this game off, OK? Because I'm enjoying being savage today. He's end of season. <laughs> Let's have a cull. OK? Um, Josh, we so it's, it's, it's 3-2. We've butchered a good chance. The game plays out. I want you to hand, hold you straight over to John after this. So she's going to be back in a sec. But, you know, we, we, they, Watford are well on top. They're giving it a real, really good crack, aren't they? And we have fallen off. We've lost interest. Yeah, I think we're kind of... There's been so many changes in the game, to be honest. We're now putting in the players that kind of playing for their place in the FA Cup final. Would you kind of agree with that, John, that everybody that's come on? Yeah, it's... I think the majority of the team that started today is what you're going to see in the Cup final. But the guys who came on, like Eddie, I think it was his chance to say to Arteta, do I get to start ahead of Lacazette or not? Because you, I would imagine that it's... Pepe and Aubameyang are probably going to start, you would you'd think. But then you look at certain positions on the pitch, there's question marks over who's going to play. Is it going to be a three or is it going to be a back four? That, that's a big question. Mm. Um, if it is, then it changes slightly who you can play in certain positions, you know. But does Hector play or does Maitland-Niles play? Now, Maitland-Niles was okay today. He was amazing in the Man City game playing on the other side, but he's obviously not going to play ahead of Tierney. So does he, because he was so good in the City game and he played right back today, does that mean he's going to play for the for the uh, cup final? Um, what does he do in terms of defenders? I think Mustafi was probably just given a rest because he's played so many games. I'd imagine he comes straight back in. Um, Saka is another one who I think has been rested because he has played so many games, but his season has been so... He's Mustafi out totally, is he? Mustafi's out. Mustafi's out till next season. The hamstring tear. It's a bad hamstring tear. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. I'm actually... I'm disappointed Mustafi's out. this, this, This reminds me of 2017, he picked up an injury before that game. We had Kishelny uh, yeah, with the red card at Everton. That was the Motorzaka holding masterclass, wasn't it, against... Jay, uh, so you, 
are you saying that right now Edu and Husfami are currently over in Colney getting Murtasaka to sign on? I think. Okay, <laughs> I think. <laughs> see a thirty-four-year-old Murtasaka come out with his Zimmer frame and no, tell no. all the kids just to do his running for him. Nacho Monreal on lawn. <laughs> oh. You know, it's it's I, I we're we're gonna we're gonna be um John nor Saliba can't play the final. It's um uh, same season, so you can't do that. But look, it, it, you know, we may have Kalasinac on the pitch in that final. Oh, we will have Kalasinac on the pitch. I I think we're starting with a back three, and Kalasinac is part of that back three. I think that's a given. We could see with the players that kind of came on and didn't play. I think we're still going to play the same kind of system. I think it'll be the team that we basically saw play against City. Mm. But John, going back to that, you know, we we. we... The game peters out. It's, it's it's a bit of a crap game, and it you know it's just it, how how glad are you that this season's over? Uh, massively relieved. The only thing that annoys me is uh, well, I mean, I'm not annoyed because we have an FA Cup final to look forward to. Um, weirdly, I would have rather played. I think I probably would have rather played Man United, despite I think they're actually playing better at the moment than Chelsea. Or I would have liked to have had a City-type team because I think we'd probably do better against a team who have the ball a lot more than we do, which I know is a very strange thing for, to say about an Arsenal team, but just on the basis of the Liverpool and the City game, the way we played, I think Chelsea will probably give us the ball more. Um, so that's something to look forward to, but the only thing that annoys me is that it's only a couple of weeks and it will fucking start again. <laughs> I, f- I kind of feel like I need a proper break. It's a really weird season because I'm excited by Ateta and what he's going to do for the club, but I know it's going to be a long process and I know there's going to be horrible, just like garbage games along the way because there always is in any of these sort of processes. And it's not going to be a one-window fix. This is a free, you know, three, four years to get back to where we want to be or think we should be, deserve to be or whatever. On the upside um, for us, sorry, John, I was going to mm. say, on the upside for us, I think we know that we know the Chelsea side that's going to come out because they basically played it against Wolves. Yeah. And that yeah, helps so, us. Yeah. So, um, <sighs> pleased uh, that it's finally over because it's just, uh, this year's just been shit. It's, uh, it's honestly, I've been funny, but fucking years of fucking abortion. Okay. Mm. The whole, from, from the start of it, when, you know, for us, uh, I'll bring them up now. You know, we lost Steve at the beginning and we, we, we lost Dave at Christmas and when the football on the pitch is shit as well, it just piles it on, doesn't it? It just piles it on, piles it on. This season, of all the seasons to dedicate to two of our best friends who passed away, we have to dedicate this pile of shit. We better win that FA Cup. We better win that FA Cup, otherwise somebody's going to pay for it. But um, uh, Josh, to you first, one highlight and one low light from the season, please. Uh, highlight sacking Emery. I can do that one straight away. <laughs> That's not everybody's. <laughs> I know, right? Here's the highlight. Uh, low light. Oh, wow. Um, what is our low light? Oh, oh, Mesut Ozil. That's pretty strange. Yeah. You've just, you've just taken John's highlight and low light. <laughs> I've taken both of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you own John. Um, John. <laughs> Highlight and a low light, please, man. Uh, highlight has got to be the semi-final. Just amazing. This is one of the best games I've seen for so long. 
just we were brilliant and it's one of those games where yeah you need a tiny bit of luck but just let City do whatever they wanted and they just could not get a chance and score two goals and just totally unexpected and I know we've won the Liverpool game before but that was a complete fucking fluke and I still don't understand how we won that game it's fucking hilarious it's the weirdest game of football I've ever seen um but yeah that was just just brilliant after such a garbage season where I was just like okay so okay we got we got lucky winning against Liverpool so but now we're gonna lose the semi-final and then you know we finish the season probably not even the Europa I don't even want to be in the Europa League but we need to be in it which is a really stupid thing um low light of the season um Jesus I don't know there's so many honestly (laughs) I I mean Emery still being here at the start of the season would be one um (laughs) Raul and Vinaya coming out with their stupid like corporate promo video that was f- honest there was so much shit um, just all of it honestly I mean, it was just from a personal from the all of us at the podcast it was just crap obviously as Jay said because of you know, Steve and, and David going and that was just shit to deal with but you try and concentrate on the football and keep going and everything and that just put a downer on everything. And you look to football to try and cheer you up. And coming on here is normally, is, it's a bit of fun and it cheers everyone up. But it got to the point where I, just, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like but the football we were playing. It was like, what is the point? I'd be better off going and watch like a, my local team or something who are in, got those, I don't know, like the 10th tier of football. It's probably a fiver to go and watch the Booham or throw banana skins at them or something. Um, so, yeah. Um, weirdly, Josh's low light is actually also one of my... I've got two highlights because the Man City game was one. My other highlight is Mesut Ozil being frozen out of the squad. So, good fucking riddance. I hope he disappears. I don't care if we have to pay off his entire contract. I never want to see him around the club again. Any idiot who thinks that he's better than Dennis Bergkamp can fuck oh. right off. You can get the... I don't know who put the tweet out. I'll find his name and I'll... Oh, it's, it's, it's a lord of them. It's a lord of them. The Mesut Ozil Div Alert sign is the best thing I've seen all season on Twitter and I'll keep posting it. I don't care what you say about Mesut Ozil. The bloke's a scumbag. I can't wait to get rid of him. And Gwen Doozy, you can fuck off and all. Honestly, I've had enough. i, I, I got to be honest with you. My highlight, okay, um, uh, is it, it, my low light was them keeping uh, Unai on. Over that, over that, in between those international breaks, when you had a chance to get somebody in and get it done, and they stuck with them, and and, and finding out my absolute highlight, okay, and this is just for my the fact that I can't stand the guy, was finding out that in the summer, Raul Sanley he wanted to give um, Unai Emery another contract. I, you know, how big a fucking clown? How little do you have to know about football to do that? You know, people making excuses for Unai Emery. He's a fucking idiot. This is a guy who blamed his girlfriend, who blamed the players, who pointed the blame at everybody else but himself. Dear Unai Emery, I'm glad you've gone. Fuck off, never darken our door, door again. Um, oh, can we say them up? Can we say them up the road, hiring Mourinho as well? Firing their greatest ever manager. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, to tell them sacking Pochettino <laughs> no. is that was not only one of the greatest moments. It was always I, I've got to be honest. It was a genuine moment of relief because if he got to stay at that club much longer, they might have like won things. It's quite terrifying to think Tottenham winning trophies, but thankfully they fucked it up again and they got themselves in loads of debt. So. 
that that was, was a wonderful moment. Do you know what that's given me? That that that, that gif or jiff, whatever you call it, with him and the assistant running up to the referee and giving them all lots of grief. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, we, Carl Walker says we've got the Amazon documentary to look forward to. I can't wait. I can't, I can't. How would you? If that was, if Arsenal had done that and they had a deal this season. Unless we win the FA Cup, like if we lost the FA Cup, I would go straight to Am and say, I don't care what it costs, you're not putting this out. No one's yeah. ever seen this document. I'd just fuck it. I'd pay them off and say, no, don't ever, that footage, give it to us, we're destroying it. Do you think that's what the £170 Christ. million pound loan was for? <laughs> <laughs> Bezos took it and he was like, no, I haven't got enough money yet. No, we're definitely putting that up. <laughs> no, Be- Bezos just made another, uh, what was it, another 13 billion overnight. So he was yeah. like, actually, I don't need the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's it for that. Let's go to questions then, guys. Um, there's a load of them today. And Josh, we're going to start with you. And 235100 says, Do we require a complete overhaul of the defence to stand a chance for, of top four next season? Ooh. No, I don't think we need a complete overhaul. Uh, I, I think we just need to give the system time. And I, it's not the defence that's necessarily always the problem. We've mentioned it a million times, and it's the midfield. You know, you, it's not just the back four that does our defending for us. And to be honest, it's, sometimes it's not even our back four that does our defending for us, which the whole team doesn't bother. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think if we sort out that midfield and we have a decent base from there, we can have someone almost full-time shielding that defence and help them out. And I think with Arteta's system as well, we'll expect to have more of the ball. We have to have a look at the radical change in philosophies between Emery and Arteta. And Emery was happy for us not to have the ball, to sit back in like you know, two banks of four and then bounce on the break. Arteta's going to want to have us to have possession, be a bit more creative. And yeah, uh, midfield for me is by far and away the thing we need to we need to address. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's been obvious all season. It's It's been... In the biggest area of weakness for us all seasons, this community. I'm going to take the next one. Colo's used cars asks, um, should Saka choose Nigeria or England? Up to him. Up to him. Whatever he feels he wants to do, as long as the boy does whatever he wants to make himself happy, I couldn't care less. You know, I'm Welsh, who cares? You know, but good luck to him, whatever he chooses. John, Liam Monaghan asks, um, why didn't uh, Arteta take off Albert, Tierney and Xhaka? Um, I think one is a lack of options for those positions. Um, second is they're probably our three most consistent players at the moment. And he didn't particularly want to lose the game. I know in the end the game didn't really mean anything today, to us at least. Um, but losing a game before a cup final was never a good thing. So you want to at least come away with three points. Um, so you just have to leave them on. But yeah, we, they're, they're, you look at his options on the bench, there's not a lot there. And there's a golden boot for, for our... Yeah, there's that as well. You know, he wants to get it. I think that part of that probably comes into Eddie's head for that one where he makes the cock up with the you know his decision on the, or he's clean through and he decides to pass to Alba instead. So yeah, and you know, Tierney was having a really good game and he looks like he's fit and healthy and not, you know, Mm-hmm. Not got a problem. So just see the game out. You leave you leave your best players on the pitch if you're you know not playing great because you know they can produce something. Absolutely, absolutely. Josh, um John Bernstein asks, 
Does this mean Grealish won't be bought this window? Ooh, uh, not by us, I think, is the uh, Arsenal-related con- response to that. Whether or not someone else in the league comes in with a an offer that they can't refuse, I don't know. But if they'd yeah. gone down, I think we had we might have had a chance in that fight. But no, not anymore. No, they're still in the league. No. See, they want big money, wouldn't they? I mean, I don't think we got it. John, uh, I'm, uh, Peter Coulson asks, how optimistic are you that Saliba and Mari will come through for us next season? Do we really have to invest in a new centre-back? Uh, I don't think we have to invest in a new centre-back. There's an argument that we even need maybe a left-back. Um, just as an option for Tierney uh, for rotation, because sometimes I think he will probably end up playing in a back three. Depends how many players go out, but like Josh said, we've got so many centre-backs. Um, I'm really hopeful for Saliba because everything I've read about him, every time I've seen him play, he looks really good, really confident on the ball. He's exactly the sort of player Arteta wants. Mari, I know less about, but Arteta, again, speaks really highly of him. So, yeah, I'm hopeful, but you've got to give him time as well, especially Saliba, you know. Um, he's coming to a completely different league and it's going to take him a while to adjust. So uh, I think we've got pretty good options, uh, to be fair, in defence. It's just getting them to work together, get an understanding. And it, again, it depends. Are we going to play three at the back or are we playing four at the back? It, it, that sort of thing is going to change uh, a lot at the moment. So I don't, I don't think we're going to be buying any more defenders. If anything, we'll be letting some go. And I think there's, I can't remember the young kid at the academy's name. Josh will probably tell me in a minute. But at the yeah. left back. Is oh, it, uh, no, left back. Uh, Ty, no, no. Uh, It was at Bochum last season. Yeah. Um, apparently, he's, he's really highly rated. So maybe he comes into the squad and he will be like a rotation option for Tierney. And again, a lot of this will depend on what happens with if we're in Europa League or that kind of thing. So... But I don't think we'll be seeing another centre back come in. We've got too many options. If anything, we need to uh, let some go. I agree with you. Um, I'll answer the next one. Carly Duel Gunnar asks Would you sell Leno if offered 35 million? No. I genuinely wouldn't. I think Martinez has been superb um, since he's come in. But Leno was magnificent before that. Um, if somebody comes in and offers us 50 million for Leno, I'll take the money. I'll take the money for 50 million. But I think 30, I would have 35. I, 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 I don't see the point in 35. I think you keep him another year longer. Okay? I just don't think the market's going to be the same as it was after COVID and everything else, the amount of money I, the clubs it, have lost. And we're not shopping in the big leagues. Yeah, but my point is, you say that now, okay, you know, but if you've had a season to recover and then you've got fans back in, then people already spend more money. And we're still seeing some big transfers happening now. If you're going to sell Leno... You know, if he's as highly rated as everybody said, it should be a big club, shouldn't it? Mm, yeah, but also you've got to look at the big transfers, like Chelsea obviously have spent a lot of money. But if you look how much they've actually sold in the last two, three years, they actually haven't spent that much money in terms of how you other, It's not a lot. The other thing I know, they're, I know they're, they're big transfer fees, yeah. but it's not a lot of money. It really isn't yeah. that much money they've actually spent. They've actually had but my point is... It, it, Whoever's going to come in for £35 million for anything, it's not going to be a bang average club. It's going to be a big club. You'd sell them for 50 if That's the, the problem, though, Jase. 
all of the big clubs have very settled goalkeepers. They other than Chelsea, them. other than other than Chelsea, Chelsea, and we we are not selling to Chelsea. Yeah. Unless they come in with fifty million, uh, I think they've got a problem. But if, if it's a club, yeah. if it's a club outside of the Premier League at thirty-five million, I think you've got to consider it. That's the top. So I think I think a Champions yeah. League club could come in for him and say, "Oh, look, we we want mm. to buy you." Well, I I, gotta, I wouldn't sell him for thirty-five million. I've got to be honest, I just wouldn't. It depends. Again, that's if the market does drop down, which I'm assuming it will. Obviously, the big name players are still going to go for big money because they just always will. It's just it's what they are. And also, a club like Chelsea or Man City are always going to have to overpay for players mm. just because of their reputation. If Werner went to a different club, he's not going to cost as much money. Those, those sort of yeah. signings aren't going to be as much. You, you look at it, you know, um, uh, Bayern have got the, the, the keeper from Schalke. They got the mm-hmm. large from Schalke they have, so they don't need one. I think the guy at PSG has done quite well, hasn't he? They're happy with him. Um, there's no other big spenders out there. You know, um, uh, Juve have got fucking Chesney. I still can't believe that. And um, Oblak, you know, you've got... Oh, who's the Belgian lad at Real? Courtois. Courtois, Real yeah. Madrid. You've got Testagen. There's yeah. a lot of good goalkeepers around. Yeah. And so you're talking really about the, the top-tier elite clubs. Yeah. You're not, you've got to talk about all the teams in France that yeah. are Champions League yeah. regulars that aren't PSG, the teams in Germany that are Champions League regulars that aren't PSG. So there's there's a lot of other clubs. Yeah, but Gladbach as shit, well. Gladbach is shit. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean they are. Yes, they are. But, hey, they've had a they've had a better season than than Arsenal. Has. That's not hard. <laughs> Who's it in Inter nowadays? Who's the keeper in Inter? Still Han Danovic, isn't it? Yes, still Han Danovic. Oh God! Well, there you yeah. go. That's just they could, they could do. I tell you what, they could do with a new keeper. <laughs> There you go. And, uh, if you want to give us 50 million for Lair Not, you can have it. They like think... spending silly money. <laughs> yeah, they're next spanking it up, you know. Um, uh, Josh, Carl Walker asks, the magnificent Carl Walker asks, can we afford to keep holding in chambers? Uh, I think in terms of, yeah, affording, you can kind of find a couple of different definitions to that. I don't think we can hold on to both of them uh like long term not from a i think it's just from a squad point of view the number of bodies we've got that can take that center back position i'd i'd like to hold on to holding in chambers because they're the ones that you know after the end of next season it's we're losing probably three or well i'd hope to lose socrates this window but mustafi and david Luiz's contracts end at the end of next season and at that point, I think it makes sense to have something like a holding in chambers in the squad. But if we've got an opportunity to cash in on them, potentially, and we can be clever with who we buy in the window, then yeah, I think if we need it, then yeah, it makes sense to do it. It's i I, I got to be honest with you. I think, you know, they, they, those two can still um, come through and make good Arsenal centre-halves. I've I, I got faith in them both. Um, whether they're going to have the opportunity or not is a different kettle of fish. Mm. Um, I think all those players, like you go through the, the squad, anyone, depending on what, if you got an offer for them, if it's the right price, then I think you have to sell because we've got such limited funds mm. because we have to invest in other areas. So, so the centre backs we've got, you're not going to get money from the staff uh, for Socrates. Louise is going anyway, he's going to be here another year, that's guaranteed. Mm. Um, Mustafi. I mean, he's had a resurgence under Arteta and he's looked very good. But then you have the 10, 15 minutes of that game where he just fucking fell to bits again. Mm. 
Um, so he's still I mean, like, Olivia, Olivia, he felt a bit he made three mistakes. Okay, this is this is the point. He made three Oh no, no, he, he made three mistakes, but he made he looked like Bambi on ice for fifteen minutes, which okay, does not look good for a professional footballer. Look, you can't you can't excuse them, but I'll see Virgil van Dijk make exactly the same sort of mistakes and get away with it. He's got better players around him, or get the decision from the referee. You know, you, you van, look, yeah, but Van Van Dijk doesn't look like someone who's mentally weak, or as much as he does. I, I, I tell you what, Van Dijk hasn't been through the shit from the staff he has and come through at the other end shining. You know, you talk about mental, you talk about mental strength. I don't know, he plays for Liverpool, so I bet he gets a lot of fucking abuse. <laughs> when he does turn, turn him. But my point being, when you're getting that on social media and, and it's constant, you know, it's, you can feel it in the ground and you've come out the other end, you're pretty mentally tough. Oh, no, no, I, I think he's been brilliant since the since the restart and I think it's helped not having fans in the ground as well because I think they get nervous when he gets the ball because I know I do, but he's been brilliant. So... But if you manage to get some money for him, so I think it's a case of there's there's enough players at centre back that if you get a good enough offer on one of them, I think you just you have to take it unless it's one of your key ones you see for the future, like a Saliba or Mari or whatever. So you can reinvest in reinvest in midfield or whatever. But yeah, they have the, the English advantage and all that sort of thing as well. But the point is, you're not you're not going to sell those two lads for anything less than kind of twenty five million. Because yeah. that's what they go for, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're still young, they're still they're English. You get you get a premium for that. So if you're premium, I, I I don't mind the selling anybody as long as the club benefit. But no yeah. more Chesney deals, no more no, 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 deals, no. letting them go for nothing. You know, let's get good value in so we can reinvest properly. Yeah. And if we're gonna bring players in, let's bring the right players in for a change. Mm. You know, this this joint of thinking would be good. Josh, um, Eddie Nketiah, Junior Gunner asks, does he have a long-term future at the Arsenal? Uh, I'll go quick for you guys. No. Oh, I disagree. <clears throat> I think he'd be super sub. Why? I, why, I, would I, why would I hold on to a player that blocks other younger I, players I, coming I, through? He just blocks development. Get rid. Let's, let's be fair, okay? It's, it's for the guys coming through to win that place. Either way, we should have some good competition in there. He can, for me, I think he can have a future, but I, I, res, I respect where you're coming from and I understand your thinking. I think your, th- think your thought process is solid again. Yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just so, cannot see a place in him at all at a top-level club. That's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, another one from Junior Gunner, okay, and John... Would you take thirty million pound for Gwen Doozy? Now I'm going to come back to Josh on this because I want his opinion on it as well. Uh, thirty million, yes. Do you think anybody will pay thirty million for it? Oh, there's always some dickhead club all over pay for a player who's a complete fucking brat. Yeah, absolutely, of course there is. <laughs> Josh, I mean P- PSG are the biggest mugs in the world. You've seen some of the money they spent on players. So yeah, I w- if he goes there, that'd be great. And yeah, look, if he turns into a wonderful footballer, well done to him. But the geezer's a complete fucking knob. So yeah, 30 million, I'll take that all day. Josh? Uh, would I take 30 million for him? I think we could get more, basically. Do you? Why? Why yeah. get more? Because I think we can get an auction. I think that's the that's the thing. That although we know he's got a bit of a issue, shall we say, in terms of how his behaviour. There's still plenty of clubs that will come out there. You know, people are still signing Ravel Morrison up. There's definitely people that will take the likes of Gwendouzi, and it will be those big clubs. 
And it's just a case of you just need to get a PSG, an Inter, and a, say, Atletico Madrid, which are all viable options for him to go to, I think, in a bidding war. And at some point, you're, you will eke extra cash out of them. You're not going to say, oh, you've all come to the table with 40 million. You're not just going to give up at that point. Look, I'd be surprised if anybody pays over 25 for him. I really would. I, don't I think, think I think you'd get 30 for him. I think the difficulty now is the clubs that in the past you could have sold him to for big, big money, like a Real Madrid, because someone like Zidane is there and they're a bit smarter now. And I think because of, although we don't like Emery, he's very respected in Spain, like very respected. And he had some issues with him. Um, you know, Arteta's had issues with him who, despite only just starting coaching, I think you'll find a lot of coaches around Europe probably have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a coach for what he's done under Guardiola. So they will see what has happened there. PSG will maybe go for it because they think they're big enough and that they can sort of like get him in line. But the rest of the clubs in France will just look at his history of all the managers there and be like, nah, not going to touch him. In the Milan, the stupid as shit, they'll buy him. So, you know, Josh is spot on about that one. They're yeah. thick as shit. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, you know, you've got to hope for silly bids from somewhere. And then hopefully, yeah. and like you say, you, you get that bid big one and it'll be great. Um, hmm. Let's move on. On 235-100 says, if the club had paid for players Emery wanted, then results may have been much better. Um, we don't know that the same ones happened to Arteta. And I disagree with you. I disagree with you simply on the fact that with Arteta, you can see rhyme and reason behind his thinking. You can see the logic, you can see the setup, you can see the plan going forward. With Emery, he was firefighting from game to game. And even after, you know, we, we played brilliant football against Tottenham Hotspur home last season. He didn't try to replicate it. You know, yes, um, Unai Emery's respected on the continent. Yes, he's got three um, uh, Europa Cups on the bounce. Fair play to him, OK? But... He was a bunny in the headlights of the Arsenal. He was never going to make it work here. And performances, even during the winning streak, performances were awful. And trust me, we've had to watch them all. Haven't we, John? You know, it, it's, it, it was putrid. So, sorry. Um, I think it's a different kettle of fish. I also think Ateta holds a, a bit more sway with the owners. And I think that's going to... I, should... I I do I do agree slightly that I think if Emery got the players he wanted, then maybe it would have been better. I don't think it would have been much better, but I do think it would have been better be... if he got the players he wanted because it was the specific way he wanted to play. I don't like the way he plays football, but it's obviously effective because he's won trophies. Um, but I do think if you're a manager and you have those exact players in mind, I do think you know uh, what was it Zaha and who was the oh. Zonzi was, was the other big yeah. one. I think I, mean, I think he would have done better with those players than the ones they got him. But I think that shows his limitations as a manager, the fact that he couldn't do well with the other players they got him. John, Josh, before you come in on that, I find it really interesting, okay? We're lauding Unai Emery for developing young players. If he'd have bought Wilfred Zaha, Saka would have hardly seen any playing time this season. Josh, carry on. No, because he brought Saka through. And he rated Saka. Saka even said when he signed his new contract that Emery yeah. and the stuff he'd done to him. I think Reese Nelson, that might be a valid point. Reese Nelson wouldn't have got game time compared to him. And yeah, I think if we had bought Reese Nelson, uh, not Reese Nelson, Wilfred Zaha, we'd be sitting here going, I can't believe we spunked £80 million <laughs> up the fucking wall for a guy to return five assists and five goals in a season. Because that's all he's done for Palace. 
there's defenders there's defenders in the league who have better stats than Wilfred fucking Zaha this season. I'm calling that out. To be fair, he's played for Palace as well, okay? Let's, let's be fair to him, okay? And he was he's doing well. Pa- to be, Palace have managed to ship out their only good striker, to be fair. He scored, what, 30 goals in the Turkish Super League with Solov. But... I mean, he has got to pass the ball to Benteke. That is a bit like having to pass to Nicholas Bentner. Yeah, but he also You're doesn't then give many assists. <laughs> but he had to do that. He had to do that last season. <laughs> Jesus. Do you know what? I love this. I, I you know... I've always loved doing this with you guys. Just the bitterness and the <laughs> and the and the nastiness yeah. we, can, we and the shade we can throw at players is magic. Oh, just if anybody could give me anything quantitative on why Zaha would have been a better signing than Nicolas Pepe, I'll happily read it. But until then, I will sit in my ivory tower and talk down to everybody <laughs> who says that Zaha was a good fucking signing for the Arsenal. <laughs> um, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Jesus Christ, I love this. <laughs> um, uh, John Bernstein, if a team offered us a bag of crisps for Kolasinac, what flavour crisps are you having? It's a bit harsh. We'll get 20 million for him. Um, but um, Phil Marker asks, John, you, um, are you feeling positive or negative about next season? Um, is it? Am I feeling? Oh, what are you feeling positive and negative about for next yeah. season? Okay, um, positive, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, negatives. Um, I'm worried about the midfield just because it's shit. It's well, I think it's workable. The problem is because the defense is so shaky, we've been playing through the backs that limit. It's what we can do in midfield. Stop. I'm asking, I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question here, okay? Expand on that. I'm here, and like I said before, we went on air. Oh, yeah, you know, Ceballos is magic, and Ceballos has improved a lot, okay? Mm. Jack is this, everyone's like, our midfield is great today. Against Leicester, where we get fucking dominated, and we draw the game, Mm. right? Our midfield still hasn't dominated another one. Now, either you have enough confidence to play three in the middle, these players are that good, so you can, you know, play forward the back to expand and be a bit bit more attacking, but obviously Atleta doesn't see it that way. Now, we having that third player is an issue, but he's not even taking a chance that he took a chance there today and reverted back to type, didn't he? Yeah, and I think that's the problem he's got. Also, it's the lack of options in midfield. You look at all of our midfield options, or people who like say like traditional sort of centre midfielders or box to box, whatever you want to call them now. Um, it's very limited. You've basically got at the moment Jack Sabaya Sarah, that's it. You haven't really got anyone else. You can play Maitland-Niles there, but he prefers playing wide at the moment. Joe Willock can play there, but he's been more of an impact player. And that's it. He hasn't really got anyone else. We've seen Saka in there a little bit, but he's not really a central player, or at least at the moment he isn't. Maybe he'll develop into one. So I think that's my worry, is depending on what we can get in, and I think that midfield issue is uh exacerbated by the fact that our defence, we're not confident with it at the moment. He's having to play three at the back. So that's my worry for next season in terms of what we can do in midfield in the market, who we can bring in. And a lot of that depends on how we set up and everything else. Um, and again, the defence as well, who's available. My positive for next season, um, I'm really looking forward to see what Pepe does in like full season now. He's been at the club a little while. He's been in the league a little bit. He knows the team more. Um, he seems to be getting better game on game. Like today, the first half, I thought he was really, really good. He's much more positive. He was taking people on. 
Um, Saka next season. Really looking forward to see that. Martinelli will be back as well. Very excited by that. Um, and Ketty has had a you know season under his belt now playing. He did really well at Leeds. I know he didn't start a lot of games, but he came off the bench and had big impacts. He's done really well when he's come on in games. He's looked a lot more confident, a lot more physical, despite his size. Josh is um, going to pick if you carry on. <laughs> uh, Reese Nelson as well. I know a lot of people aren't as hot on Nelson. I think he's really talented. And I also, I think he does a lot of thankless running people do not pay any attention to um, at the moment. He's doing absolutely everything the manager has asked of him. And I think he's got a lot of ability. So, um, yeah, I think there are some, all our positives, unfortunately, are all at one end of the pitch. And as good as all those positives are, we're missing like at least one player playing somewhere in the, there's like, there's this Dennis Burkamp shaped hole sort of oh, behind them. Yeah, don't forget. Stop it. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm bored. I I find it really strange of the three players that refuse to take a pay cut. Only one of their names gets leaked. You know. Oh, I I don't. I I don't care about the pay cut thing. That doesn't. No, 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 no. no, But I I just think there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And I, I, I I do not care if it's a personal thing or whatever else. All I care about is performances on the pitch, and they are dog shit. But so, they, sorry. They weren't before lockdown happened. He came back into the team and he was doing okay. So you can't. Yeah, he was doing okay. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Okay, he wasn't ripping it up, and I agree with you. But you know, I, I, there's, I think there's a bit more to the meat today in there. Let's yeah, move on. That's, that's, that's besides the point. It's all I care about is what he's doing on the pitch and what he's done on the pitch for the last few years is shit. So you can fuck. Well, the last five games have been fucking nothing. So you know. Well, I mean, that's that's been a highlight. To be honest, I've enjoyed that. Right. So. That that would be the biggest positive if he's not here next season. Right. Okay. Let's move on. Um, Pete Goldson asks: Is there a very real danger? I'll take this one actually. Is there a very real danger that if we fail to get European qualification, um, KSC will use this as a justification for not spending? Pete, I I, th- I think I, uh, Josh is going to smile soon. Josh is really going to smile soon. I think we're being too harsh on KSC at the moment. I think there's a lot of abuse going their way. We've spent 350 million quid in the last three seasons, whatever it is. They're spending money. Whether that money's been well spent is a totally different get of fish. I think this is a massive summer for old Sam Lee. Because I don't I think if he gets it wrong, he's losing his job. Because, you know, we have to see a return on this investment. KSC haven't been shy in spending money. Anybody who says they have. It's a myth. Anybody who says, oh, you've got to put their hands in their own pockets, that's bullshit. That's all the owners ever do is underwrite loans. That's all they ever do. Throughout the leagues, they underwrite loans. You know, that's all they do. I think we need to get away from KSE and start looking at the real issues at this club, and that's quality um, uh, recruitment in the areas we need. If we go out this summer... By bringing William, bringing two centre backs, and don't bring in midfielders, then we should fucking line people up and start shooting them. You've got to build around this midfield. I think KSC is a massive red herring at the moment. Let's wait for the summer, give them a chance, and see what happens. Yeah, the amount of fake news that then has that three letter acronym on the end of it, like from the past 10 seasons. KSC didn't do anything. Stan sat on the board. He might have signed off on it, but you need majority 
of anything to do yeah. at a board level. Not at the moment now, because obviously they have full control, but they'll still go through that thing. If Stan wants something and, you know, the board say no, but that's just, more just, of a problem. That's like just, a tyrannical leader. Yeah, but I, I see more of, it, more of this as in, oh, fuck, let's move back to that. You know, why do we... It, it, it's in the same... Hmm. It's, it's all in the same part as why did we leave Highbury? Mm. Or oh, the badge mm. is wrong, or oh, this is wrong, mm. or oh, that's wrong. Do I like the new home kit? No, I don't. I'm not going to spend fucking time pissing and moaning about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I thought the, the plane over, over Villa Park this week was just wrong, you know? I, I'm not knocking the sentiment behind it, but it's, it's just. There are more important things for this club to think about, and that's players on the pitch who can take us forward. Oh, I'll that- happily, I'll happily knock their sentiment because it is absolutely misplaced and just doesn't make sense. If you, if you, if you're going to go that deep into our finances, yeah. and look at how they run the club, at least open your eyes and look how they're actually running the club, and then look at how other teams are looking at the club. Sorry, the Champions of England. How much of um, Fenway Sports put into Liverpool? I'll tell you, it'll take you a while to find it because it is absolutely sweet FA. And this is also, KSE, if you're going to give them something, oh, I haven't spent money, but somebody had to sign £72 million off for Nicolas Pepe. Yeah. Like, that had to happen. Absolutely agree with you. Let's move, let's move yeah. on. Okay? We, yeah. We it. Um, question for you, Josh. Mike Hurts asks, would you give Jacques the captaincy again? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Ooh. I... I I'd prefer it to go to Bellerin, personally. I think Bellerin should be our captain. Um, hmm. Judging on what everyone says about him, I would because the dressing room seems to really like him and think he's... I don't know what the right word is. They all seem to believe in him and they listen to him. He's well respected. He is well respected. Yeah, very, very well respected. So... Um, I think that Aubameyang being the captain thing is more of a talisman type thing. And if anything, Jacker is kind of a captain on the pitch and players do listen to him. Um, in the same way that David Louise is certainly to the younger players, you see him a lot of time at halftime or all those drink spakes where he's talking to some of the younger guys like Maitland Niles or whatever and sort of showing them shapes and positions and things like that. Um, so I wouldn't have a problem with it, um, not at all. Uh, I know there'd be some fans who'd be pissed off, but I'd also I don't think that the players would either, to be perfectly honest. I think they look at him in that sense anyway. Look, I'd give it to him purely to boil piss. Right? <laughs> I would just give it to him purely to boil piss. And that would be my enjoyment of the season. Um, right, lads, last question for the three of us, okay? And we're just going to cover a couple of quick topics after that, and then we're going to wrap it up. Tony Lambriano asks, is it a good season if we win the FA Cup? Josh, you first. Uh, yes, I answered this in the chat, and I said it would be a 10 out, 10 out of 10 uh, season, I think, if we win the FA Cup. All things considered, I think it's been not perfect. Well, I know I'm saying perfect season, but to be honest, with the main things that have happened, yeah, we didn't go through Europa League, but we've had one of the worst seasons that we can think of. We've changed our manager. We've got a new exciting manager in and a great project ahead of us. And if we go in a trophy from it, just to cement his philosophy, that gets the players buying into his philosophy and gives us a great foundation to build on for next season. Nice. John? 
Um, if we win the FA Cup, I can't give it 10 out of 10 because it's been so bad, but it's, I'd give it a nine because it's, it would be such a shock to win a trophy. And although I hate the Europa League, um, it's massive for us being in it. It's not a huge amount of extra money, but it is enough to make a bit of the difference when we try to go buy someone. And it's those extra games that gives the players like Willock, Maitland-Niles and, you know, these guys that some people want to get rid of, gives them more game time. Uh, Smith Rowe is another one who may, maybe we can't loan him out next season because we haven't got the squad and stuff and he has to stay and you want to give him game time. So um, it's massive and just something to be happy about. Just honestly, and it's and like Josh said, it's huge for Arteta and the players buy into it. And when we go to sign other players, they can go. I know maybe us here in England, we don't appreciate the FA Cup the way we used to, but it's still a very well respected trophy around the rest of uh, certainly Europe. It's, it's a huge trophy; everyone knows it. So, yeah, I got to be honest. I think it'll be massive for us. It's, it's not going to be a ten out of ten season, but the redemption story is back on track. Do you know what I mean? That clawing ourselves out of the gutter we were in with Unai Emery. Um, we, it'll give us direction. It's going to give us a skeleton so we can put some meat on those bones, attract players. You know, there, there was the great, um, uh, or the haranguing of, uh, of Arsene Wenger in his final years before 2013. Oh, but you don't win trophies. Mm. But there's your fucking trophy. You know, yeah. there's your fucking trophy. Now shove it up your ass and shut up. Sit down. Like you say, it gives us Europa League. It gives us some kudos. It gives us some self-belief. It gives Arteta a, an even better position to negotiate with the board as well, saying, you know, or with Edu and Raul saying, come on, I've got this extra competition now. I need I need some more depth for I need some more quality here and stuff. And they're more likely to give it to him. It, 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 it's kudos. It, 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 it's belief. It, it's mm. everything, OK? Yeah. And more to the point... It would put a smile on our faces after a really tough season for everyone. Yeah. Coming out of a global pandemic is something to smile about. You know, to give the fans something to celebrate. Yeah. You know, we've all been through the middle of the season. Um, everybody has. You know, we, we've had our own personal dramas and crisis. And, you know, <sighs> fucking hell. You know, I, I never thought I'd be in Josh Dorr. Ellis Mel's company, Demacal, and Neil Chimps are anything other than a game. Mm. And yet you're sitting where you're sitting, having to speak about a friend of yours where you're thinking, I'm never seeing my mate again. You know, this puts football in perspective. But if Cup will give us something to build on, it gives us something to smile about, and let's be fucking positive um, about it. So, you know, it would be nice. So, Pete Colson asks, Score predictions. Josh, you first. Uh, just I, do something. I was just about to do something. No, score predictions for the final. I'll be quick then. Uh, yeah. 2 1 two, Arsenal. Sweet, John. Um, I'm going 3 1 Arsenal. <sighs> I'm going 2 1. Two, no, sorry, 2 0 Arsenal. I think I'm going to keep, keep a clean sheet. Hmm? I think, you know, we, if we, I think we'll defend from the top really well. And I think that would be nice for us. Um, that's that's the game. That's the thing. So, boys, we've, we've spoken a bit about the end of the season. I want areas of where where you make signings in the summer. John, start with you. Then across to Josh. You know, for me, I'd buy three midfielders. Right, I'd buy three midfielders. I'd sell Torreira. I'd sell Gwendozi. I'd sell Kalasinac 
Um, well, so I said, I said Socrates if I can get him out the door, even if I got to pay some of his wages to get him out the door. Okay, and I'd buy three three midfielders if you can keep Aubameyang. What do you do? Um, I would go for two midfielders in terms of like actual centre mids who can box the box and defend. And oh, it was amazing when midfielders can actually play from one end of the pitch to the other, whereas now apparently you can only be a defensive midfielder or a second one. Um, and I'd buy some sort of creative player um, who can open teams up a little bit, uh, but a central one, not a wide one, because I think we've got plenty of those. Um, in terms of the rest of the team, yeah, I, I if we can sell Karasinic, I would. Um, and if we can let Socrates go, that'd be good. And Gwenduzi and Ozil, if we can work out some way to get rid of Ozil, whether it's paying off part of his wages or whatever, that'd be good. Gwenduzi, I think we'll get a fee for whatever that'll be. Um, but that's it. Big one is obviously keeping a Bami Yang. Um, hopefully they do it and they give him the money. I, I know people say it's a lot of money for a guy his age. I just keep him. But fuck it. I, I absolutely keep him and give him that money because he's just going to get you the goals. So, yeah, that would be mine. Um, get at least two like proper centre mids, bit of it, proper engine on him, some physical, some size, and uh, some sort of creative central player. Um, that, that's what I want. Josh, would you bring in some uh, more? You know, what are the areas you look at? I, I, I think I like I said before. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you heard it. I bring in three midfielders, right? You know, now whether Sabias is one of those, okay? Or you know, if you, you buy him if he's under twenty five mm-hmm. mil, okay? If you get a loan and buy option, which amounts to the same money, fine. But three midfielders, get rid of Torreira, get rid of Guendouzi, build around a strong midfield. You know, because I, mm-hmm. as much as I like Shaka. I don't see him being the long-term answer, but you need you still need the spine to build on. So, what is your um, uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I can kind of agree with John as well uh, and yourself. I think at least two midfielders are needed. I think we could go in, uh, including Sabios in that. I think we should sign Sabios, and whether or not we think we need to get him on the loan, Real Madrid don't really actually have any money. It's a bit of a Weird thing. Spanish clubs are actually going to have a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to a Welshman. Not you though, Jace. Is it? Yeah. They've they've got big contracts that they've got to pay for. The other one's going to a diminutive Argentinian that I don't know if people have ever heard of uh, in the Catalan region. He's getting most of their money. So, oh, and the other one is a diminutive Frenchman who does more with his hair and uh, does, Le- was it a LeBron style video? Oh, I fucking hate that bloke. Honestly. Yeah, I think we all know which one we're talking about. Um, like Golden Boot in the World Cup. No, he's, he's well, let's just like say they, just they screwed he's a over. prize wanker. Oh, I, don't care. I could be a prize wanker. I don't care. That's yeah, true, but, but you, you didn't call one, but I still yet. like you. That's fine. That's, that's, that's the difference. Yeah, I think we, we grab a couple of, couple of midfielders. I think we can do a nice little raid of. Uh, some of the teams that have gone down. I don't think we can get all of the ones we want, but I'd take a uh, someone like a David Brooks. Calm down, Jason, uh, on that one. I think it's David, isn't he? Yeah, Dave Brooks. Yeah, Dave Brooks. I'd take him from there, uh, from Bournemouth. I think there's a couple of a couple of options that we can take across there. I'd, in terms of people I'd want to sell, 
as well. There might be some. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Santa's list of just people who have been naughty across the year. But I, I don't think we sell Ozil. Uh, said on the show that I think he's actually retired already, and we're just using him for his image rights at the moment, and just using him hopefully to to kind of sell shirts. But yeah, there are some options for some decent midfielders. We can. I'm not entirely sure what kind of midfield Arteta wants to build because I think that's the problem that he's only got. Two, we kind of discussed it: two or three options in yeah. his midfield at the moment, and you can't really tell from Sabios, Jacker, and Willock. And then the occasional cameo from Torreira. What he even wants to do with our midfield? Does he want to bring in more strength and power in there, or does he want to go and bring in more tiny people, tiny creative? I think, I, I think he follows. I, for me, I think he follows the template at City. Get a Fernandinho type. Get your Rodri type in. Okay, mm. and build around that. Okay. Well, we've you got that already, I think, in a in a Granite Xhaka. Oh, we've got Sabios, and I think you bring in someone who's going to add a bit more steel in that midfield. So it's a bit more box to boxy. You've got the likes like a Decore who's gone down as well with Watford, who'll be on a bit mega money. Whether or not he's a bit over the hill now, I think he had his chance a couple of seasons ago. We could have gone into there, but someone who can help kind of not get in the way of Willock, but help Willock on the way through. Cause I think Willock could be that player for us in a couple of seasons time. And then it is a left footed center back. If Medley isn't the one for us, uh, someone to kind of either Pablo Mari becomes the squad player and we bring in someone over the top. But I don't think we have the budget for that no. unless we sell someone like Lacazette. I think a Lacazette, Guendouzi sold. If we've got this £30 million budget, I imagine that's £30 million without any sales because I imagine someone like a Guendouzi sale, a Lacazette sale, uh, that money would give back to Arteta, especially if we win the FA Cup. That's the kind of stuff where Arteta can then say to the board or say to Edu, look, I've won a cup. The least you can do is give me the £40 million or the, you know, 50 £60 million that we get from player remunerations. We can, we can get that in there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, isn't it? It's going to be really interesting. Hmm. Um, right, that's that. Uh, any last thoughts, guys? Anything you want to bring up? Nothing, Joe. Uh, yeah. Only that my new favourite song is about Mr. Cole himself, and Alan Davies has been singing it on every podcast. I love it. He's got an angry yeah, he's late for training. I'll take a rip the plane in. It's so good. It's, it's so good. To be I fair, that, that's been the highlight of it, isn't it? It's brilliant. I absolutely love that song. It is so oh, good. Mummy. <laughs> he's got an angry mummy. It's so good, honestly. I, I, I absolutely love that song. Do you know what? I just it, it needs a verse with them. Uh, what's the what's the Mick McCarthy in there? Oh yeah, <laughs> McCarthy verse. Okay, <laughs> and if you get a good Mick McCarthy line in there, Renner, all of a sudden, Renner, you you've you've just won the internet. You've just won yeah. one podcasting. You won football. You've done everything. But I'm, uh, I, I, <laughs> there's been some brilliant um, uh, chants on that. There really yeah. are. 
And I think that's our FA Cup anthem as well. Mick, Mick McCarthy coming in and doing a rap halfway through. Just, <laughs> just purely on Maitland-Narvin. Yeah, Mick McCarthy singing that song with his accent. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Eel blood. You know, proper Englishman. Um, that's it. That's it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love Maitland Niles. I've got to be fair. He's absolutely superb. That's it. Let's get some thanks then. So this season, guys, Ellis Mel, Josh Dawes, been a bit sh- Josh has been a knight in shining armor this season. Um, yeah. Fucking John went missing in action, the bastard. Um, Carl Walker, Rich Cactus Cash, Corey Austin, the one and only Femi, um, uh, Chris Carpenter, Nikki Wilson, the one and only Colonial Khan, and Jit Shredder. Uh, we had. Um, OG's been on this season. OG's been on this season. Danny's been on this season. Um, thank- Aussie Dom. Oh, no, he hasn't. Aussie, Aussie Dom has been on. He did, he did. No, he did do one. He did do one this did season. I'm sure he did. No. I think he did one with us. I think it was before lockdown. I'm sure he did one before lockdown. Sure he did. He hasn't been on this season at all. Has he not been thank Aussie Dom anyway, because we love Aussie Dom. So thank you, Aussie Dom. You fucking hide-and-seek champion. <laughs> fucking hide and seek champion to so you all guys thank you ever so much once again we promised you we would cover every single competitive match oh sorry yeah Dave Dave Faber the wonderful Dave Faber was on as well um, we promised you we'd cover every single match and we have again um, how it's going to go next season I have no idea I couldn't give a monkeys at the moment so whatever but we promise you every single match we've delivered it. We've delivered it after the cup final next week. The whole season is dedicated to Steve and Dave. Um, we, we can't get away from it. We it's the it's it's the elephant in the room. We've lost two of our own, and we're heartbroken, and we always will be by it. So the big thanks is to you guys. The chat box has been superb. I look at I'm looking, looking at it, you know, and two, three, five, one hundred, Rudy Rust loss, RG, um, Thunder Road. There's GP in there, Mike Hertz is in there, some uh, Sean Munch is a normally in there, subsystem 101, you know what I mean? Pete Colson. You guys are in there week in, one week out supporting us. And without you, it's just Pete, just idiots talking bollocks. That's all we are. Um so, you know, it's a massive thank you to you guys for your support, for your input in the chat box, for keeping us, you know, smiling, for making us laugh. You, you, you've, you've enabled us to carry on through what has been a t- shit season on the pitch and off the pitch. So, you know, we just want to thank you very much. To those of you who listen on Acast, on iTunes, it doesn't really matter. Um, thank you, you know. It's been a tough season for everyone all around, but your support and you listening to us has been magnificent and we really, really appreciate it. The one thing I really want to end on is, you know, we've had a tough season. The club's had a tough season. Uh, everybody's had a tough, se- tough time with pandemic. You're not alone. We keep on saying it, but you're not alone. If you're having, if you're struggling with your health, whether that be your physical health or your mental health, get it seen to talk to somebody. Be brave. Don't hide it. Don't think you can deal with it if it's it's beginning to get on top of you. Look honestly at yourself. Look honestly at who you are 
and be brave. Go and get some help if you're struggling with your mental health. Talk to somebody, okay? If you know you're, if if it's something bothering, you're gonna get a pain in in your body somewhere. Go get it checked out. Don't be fucking stupid. Be brave. We don't. We want to see you well. We want to see you enjoying life. We want to see you celebrating Arsenal wins. You're important to us. You're why we do this. And without you, it's crap. It's nothing. So thank you very much. So please take care of yourselves because all of us, no matter who it is, we give a shit about you. So thank you. Um, Josh, John, you're all right, you are. Next Saturday, boy. Cheers, boss. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. It's okay. It's okay. Next Saturday, lads, is it a date? Depends if we win or not. I hope so. <laughs> it, it's been a really I'd like to watch it. It'd be good. Think of a bum time, boys. If we win, there's fingers up the bum everywhere. Okay? We're all going to enjoy. Um, it's all we can do is hope and pray for a victory next week. Let's smash the Chelsea scumners. Okay? Let's fucking end the season on the highlight. And let's be ambitious and let's kick on. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you, chat box. Thank you, listeners. Keep smiling, keep it Arsenal, and keep it happy. Take care. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>